You're listening to episode number 323 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, Tony, what drew you to Vegas the first time? I enjoy gambling, and I wanted to check out what was considered to be the mecca of of the gambling capital of the world. Okay, so you already had significant experience in in gaming, and and you just wanted to, to hang with the big dogs. See, I was the opposite. I had no gambling experience and showed up because I'm like, well, I want to see all the, uh, everything. I mean, look at all these giant buildings and all these themes and all this shit. So uh, friendship in general, I love how different and alike people are, and that's, that's really cool to me. So did it live up to everything you thought it would be? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I remember thinking to myself, well, let me back up a bit. One of the things that I love now about just my life and, and the opportunities that I have is I never wonder when I'll be back to Vegas. The first time I went out, the second time I went out, coming home was always the hardest because I never really knew when I would get to go back. Now, particularly because of this show, because of our friendship, because of the friends that we've made through the Vegas vacations, I always know at a minimum when I'm going to be back to Vegas. And so, you know, worst case scenario, I know, well, I'll be back out for 360 Vegas vacation over Memorial Day, for example. So... Did it live up to the hype? It, very much so. So much so that I was actually sad getting on the airplane coming back to Michigan because I thought, I don't know when I'll be back here again. But again, that was circa 2006. Yeah, we are so... Wow, 2006. So I came two years before you did, except I came in an exploratory mission. By the time 2006 came around, that was when I went back with friends and it clicked. And that's when I fell in love with the city. That's when we stayed with uh, Treasure Island was our second trip. So looks like we both fell in love with the city in the same year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, so my very, and I've, I've talked about it before, so I won't belabor the point other than to say, I didn't know where else to stay. And at the time I w- because, so I, sh- I should also back up again. My first time out to Vegas, it was a, uh, a, a graduation gift to me from my parents. So maybe okay. it was 2005. It's, it's, it's been a long time. I don't recall Whatever, now at this point, but long story short was my parents said, well, as a graduation gift to Vegas, why don't you let me fly you and, um, out to Vegas and 
and I was able to find a very inexpensive flight out of Detroit Metro and I stayed at Imperial Palace. I didn't really know any better. And I got to concede, if you're going to do Vegas for the first time, I think that there may be value in doing one of the lower end locations like Imperial Palace. Because once you get a taste of some of the nicer hotel casinos, all of a sudden you don't want to have to go back to Imperial Palace, but that will always have a very, very special place in my heart because it was where I lost my Vegas virginity. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. There's something about going to Vegas on the cheap and looking around and going, do I want to do, oh, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that too. Oh, I want to do that too. And quickly realizing... Am I going to have to come back to finish all this or am I going to be able to get it done this trip? And that's where uh, that, that's I completely agree with you. Yes, the, I'm, I'm rambling. <laughs> no, no. To the contrary, I, I think that it helps to do, you know, take Karen. Karen, I think, is an is a awesome example in this scenario. She, every time we bring up Imperial Palace, she, although She's partially joking, but also partially serious, she kind of sneers at the notion of no, ever having pretty serious. It. There's no joke in that. OK, OK. <laughs> I, 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 since she's not here, I didn't want to. I didn't want to besmirch her no, reputation she fucking, without her. That's that's why I give Caesar so much credit because that woman hated Imperial Palace. I literally, we used to make reoccurring jokes every time we walked past, like, "Hey, let's stop in Imperial Palace." Should fuck you. Going, like, <laughs> and the fact that they've switched it and we hang out at Link all the time, I'm like, I don't think you guys realize how good of a job you did. You took, you literally converted someone that hated you. Right. But the thing is, though, is because she never stayed there as one of her very first experiences in Vegas. I also have to imagine if my first experience or first couple experiences at, um, in Vegas would have been somewhere even even a little higher up the, right. the food chain, let's say Paris, for example. I don't know that I would necessarily not sneer at Imperial Palace like Karen does as well because I wouldn't have ever experienced it but when it's your first time and you don't know any better and quite frankly you're 24 years old you don't give a shit where you're staying and and so you you did it now as a 42 year old you know it's interesting I can invert my age numbers and that kind of makes me want to vomit that I'm old <laughs> enough to be able to do that I can invert those numbers and I think to myself no no way you know I, I I, I wouldn't do it today, but again, my life is entirely different as a 42 year old than it was as a 24 year old. So any rate, I digress. I, I agree with you though. It's, it's so much fun. And I think that what's what I had no idea about Vegas at the time was, is, is because it's constantly evolving and it's constantly, you know, out with the old and in with the new, there's always new things that people that go to Vegas want to get to that they never get to. And I think that's a good thing as they go out and they can, mark certain things off their to-do list that they want to experience, there are new things that are get added to their list. Yeah. And so it's always a reason to, to, I say have to, but I put that in air quotes, to have to go back to Vegas because there's always additional things in that you want to go experience. Agreed. Agreed. I also think, so I also think it's, it's something of a girl thing because I finally recall my college days where I had roommates. I thought it was fun. And Karen hates the idea of having to share a room with anybody but me. <laughs> That, that is definitely a chick thing. My wife is the exact same way. I have literally no problem sharing a room with nope. Gillikin when we do some of these trips. I'll share a, a room with uh, our, her stepbrother, uh, Jeff. We have no problem. I have no problem sharing a room with Jeff or even her brother, Joe. I'll stay with him as well. But my wife says, no, absolutely not. I make way too much money to have to share a room <laughs> like I'm a 
like I'm a 21 year old again. I love I, that. I, I respect that. Karen throws that out there too. Like we work too hard for this. Exactly. <laughs> it's what we earn. We have this earned is, private rooms. Right. <laughs> this is enough for with adulthood. Right. All right. Well, listen. I, I could. I could. Honest to God, spend an hour with you talking about why Vegas is the greatest place on earth, but we should get into the show. And so he's Mark, I'm Tony. And as always, we start with random Vegas. Yes. And again, the reason why it's just Tony and I is because I didn't feel good yesterday, so we couldn't record our regular time. So it is the AM the following morning and Karen is still asleep. So, okay. Random Vegas. Starwood Resorts once owned Caesars Palace before selling it to Park Place Entertainment, AKA Hilton, and also owned the Desert Inn before selling it to Steve Wynn. In five years after that, the value of the land they sold would increase 2,000%. We got that from uh, just vintage research. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is crazy. So, you know what would be fun? And maybe you've got it out there or maybe it already exists. But I would be interested to see kind of a timeline of of what gets picked up by what Enter, you know, uh, entertainment corporations when, because I, a lot of times when you can always tell when news clips, for example, maybe it's a 2020 or Dateline and they talk about, and then he stalked into the desert where he wound up in Las <laughs> Vegas, right? And so Keith Morrison will pull up some B video, which is shows the flamingo and it still says the Hilton over it. And I'm right. like, damn guys, come on NBC. <laughs> You can afford to send somebody out to do some A shots right now. But, you know, because I'm one case in point, when I first went out to Vegas and stayed at Imperial Palace, the rumor was either Imperial Palace was going to be sold or had been sold to the Caesars Corporation, but hadn't been worked into the act. So, you know, much like today where we talk about X and Y has been sold, but it's really not a done deal right. per se. It's not under the umbrella. When um, when all was this going on, to your knowledge, when Starwoods Resort owning Caesars Palace? Uh, before everything major started happening that I think that's actually why I created this as a random Vegas. I tried to put it into, so f to answer your question, yes, we do have a vintage Vegas coming up that it's all part of this grand series that I created that I said, when we started the show, it was the inspiration for the show to be able to tell you the story that has never been told before. So it's on its way. It's done. I mean, to be honest with you, I need to update it because of the current uh, changes with El Dorado and MGM, but other than that, it's it's done. So that's where I ended up getting this from. And to answer your question, the reason why I threw this in here is all of these major sales happened just before things started to explode. Like they owned Caesar's Palace before selling it to Park Place Entertainment, who then became a juggernaut in the uh, because they ended up acquiring Bally's as well and. Uh, before they ended up being acquired by Harrah's. And then the same thing with Desert Inn. They ended up selling it to Steve Wynn. Steve Wynn turns it into the Wynn & Encore. After hmm. sitting and being the Desert Inn for so long, like it, it had changed hands many times between different corporations. Fuck, um, Kirk Corian owned it for a while uh, while he was building MGM Grand, the new one, the new MGM Grand. So the reason why I ended up doing this random Vegas is it just fascinated me that this, this company, Starwood, twice had major assets and then sold them and the people who, that they sold them to just cranked the value up whatsoever. Now, I don't necessarily know if that's 100% their fault or if it's the market that matured or the assets that they put on the, on the land or whatever the case may be. But I just thought it was fascinating that this one company is like, fucking really? Again? 
really it's like well, sorry guys <laughs> yeah and and that was a great time to own the property too uh i mean i get why they were able to increase it by two thousand percent right uh, if, if only you knew then what we know now so yep. moving on to twit pick of the week a single tear rolls down the cheek for those who fondly recall las vegas first landmark no pun intended at classic las vegas picture this week somehow encapsulates what those who have an affinity for the property did and or do whenever they see a picture of the landmark. Gaze up in fascination at the structure and that pot at the top. Sadly, gambling only existed for a few years at the top of the structure. The space was eventually redesigned into suites for high rollers. That said, I would have happily forked over whatever amount of disposable income required to live in that space for a period of time. That also said, if anyone is aware of a way to travel back in time, if only to Vegas, I'd be happy to pay whatever amount the Dunes would have liked for a room right next to that turret marquee as well. Just so I could stare at it for hours. You guys would lose me. We'd have a Vegas vacation, right? Where's Mark? Stare at the fucking turret marquee again. He's just standing Three hours. Like, hey guys, you want to watch the turret marquee? No, Mark, we don't want to watch the turret marquee. Also, I would have taken any room on the Fremont-facing side of Four Queens that faced the Mint, so I could do the exact same thing. Also, if there is any chance the experience would be so cool that it causes one to become catatonic, totally worth it. Access to premium content is available at patreon.com slash 360vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to the enhanced version of the podcast, often with bonus content, Exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't read the book of the week ahead of time, so that that tickles me. It caught me off guard. It's a cool picture. It it, it really was a neat uh, sight to behold. And you're right. I could imagine a, a world where you just stand and just stare at it. Yeah. And and I I really look forward to. And I know I've said this before, but I really look forward to in 40 years from now. What are people going to say about Vegas? today you know if only i could have just stood and watched those fountains at bellagio right, right. or oh if i could have just stood and watched the you know i'm making this up at the the marquee at it when that goes up and down and right. it appears to change the screen like a like a billboard it'll be interesting to watch but yeah it, it's just a it was so cool to think that you could go up the turret and stand there and just see a 360 degree view of of Vegas while gambling. Right. I mean, my God, is there anything cooler in this world than to be able to just to be up that high? It's part of the reason why I'm a little disappointed that the, the Strat doesn't have something up there. Put in a couple of blackjack tables and craps tables right up near the windows. If, if only on the weekend, man. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Missed opportunity. Agreed. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know, I mean, and even if they wanted to make it like a $25 or a $50 table for the blackjack tables to make it a true um, 
world. Or, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you, you got to be serious. It's not just, you know, we're not looking for, we don't want looky loos up there. We want people who legitimately want to sit there and stare over the dealer's shoulder as it's, as it's, as it's circling. Right. Ah, oh, it just, ah, oh, so awesome. Let's oh, move yeah. into the news. Right, so the MGM Mandalay deal is done. MGM Resorts completed their quote-unquote sale of MGM Grand and Mandalay Resorts and Mandalay Resort. <laughs> not I'm Mandalay Resort entity. I have to fix that. They're not doing well. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not all of the resorts. It's just Mandalay Bay. <laughs> they sold them to the same people they sold Bellagio to, who also already own Cosmopolitan, Blackstone. Similar to the Bellagio deal, MGM will continue to run the property and Blackstone gets rent for it. In return, MGM receives $4.6 billion to add to the Japanese kitty they are preparing for. If that doesn't make sense, uh, Japan, Japan just legalized gambling and everybody's like, it's going to cost fucking trillions to get in there. So everybody's trying to get I some disposable it. earnings so they can, uh, or some, some disposable investment i don't know where i'm going you know what i'm saying it well i do now i when i first read the the bullet point i thought hmm, i'm gonna need him to uh to elaborate <laughs> on that because hello kitty doesn't seem to be valued quite that highly so no, I, I no. <laughs> <laughs> yes apparently the entire industry is just waiting for japan to start issuing licenses so they can start building and they fully expect which is completely fair when you consider how densely populated japan is that these these buildings are going to cost billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. So. Next up, the Allegiant Stadium has some updates. Thanks to personal seat license sales, Allegiant Stadium has had its bells and whistles options increased thanks to an additional $228 million, almost double estimates. How can a city whose primary industry is based on probability be so awful at projecting the demand <laughs> of just about any attraction they open. <laughs> That's a very fair point. Great observation. Plans are to add more suites along with upgraded fixtures and art. Well, at least the wealth is being distributed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's nice. Good. Additionally, the local media, apparently desperate for content following the Super Bowl, has blown a delay in the construction of the roof at Allegiant Stadium way out of proportion. Representative for the stadium clarified they don't expect the delay to impact the stadium planned opening for the 2020 NFL season. For the record, several years ago, Atlanta opened their stadium before the roof was complete as well. Worst case scenario. Dave, just like, is this going to delay the opening? No. No, it's not. Don't even finish the sentence because the answer is no, <laughs> and you fucking know it. <laughs> We're in the desert. We're not going to have a need for a roof. <laughs> well, it'll be a bit toasty. Although my argument to that is, how fucking hot is it in... Well, all right, never mind. I was going to say September, go. but I'm like, well, we have biggest vacations in their 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah. And just to be clear, this is for the, the Raiders sports ball team? Yes. Yeah. Is that who these people... Okay, got it. This was uh, kind of sad news. El Dorado sells a legend. In logical news... It was reported this week that Caesars is selling the Harris Reno for $50 million because the new owners, El Dorado, aren't interested in running four casinos in the market. They already run El Dorado, Silver Legacy, and Circus Circus. 
Plans are apparently to turn it into a non-gaming mixed-use development. Now the sad part. This was Bill Harris' original Harris that opened in 1937 that would eventually go on to birth the brand Harris, which would one day acquire Caesars, then adopt their name before being acquired last year by Eldorado. It started out as a small bingo parlor, but after Harris acquired parcels of land around it, they expanded with the construction of a 24-story high-rise it has today, including a 100-room expansion they, they did at a later date. That is a bummer. I, it's What are you going to do? It, it, they're not going to go, well, we're going to close our place because of this new place that we bought in the history. Well, and if my memory serves me correctly, the uh, at a minimum, to the best of my knowledge, Eldorado and Circus Circus are connected to one another in downtown Reno. And I think Silver City may be in that immediate vicinity. Although I, I like I said, it might, my, my, no, my memory is correct. Hazy. You're correct. I didn't, I didn't quote it in the article, but they did say something about, they call that the casino row or something like that. Yeah. Those three yep. casinos, they call it casino row because they're all like connected or at least right next door to each other. Yes. And, and then you've got Harris, which is a block and a half away, which mm. under most situations wouldn't be all that problematic, but woof downtown Reno is downtown Reno is what I assume f the Fremont street experience was. Well, let me rephrase Fremont street was before the experience came around and everything got cleaned up because it was, it, it, we were there in broad daylight and it was kind of a sketchy area. We walked into one particular casino where the locals turned around and stared at us and we immediately stopped <laughs> and walked directly out. We're like, there's a there's a biker bar in Lansing that has a sign out front that says, if you don't think you belong here, you don't. <laughs> and the minute we walked into this casino, we're like, you know, if we have the feeling that we don't belong here, we probably don't. So we immediately walked out. But I, I get why Eldorado would sell off right. or, or would do away with it, because it's people that are in those areas, right, where Eldorado, Silver Legacy and um, Circus Circus are, don't want to have to make you don't want to go outside. Right. Which yeah. I mean, and you're not going to sell one of those that are attached to you, you know, so yeah. it just yeah, it just makes sense. Let me ask you a question. You've been to Reno. I, I have not. Is there any saving that city? Because it sounds like it is just, it's it's terrible and it doesn't, it's grim. So I commented on this one uh, on, on the Vice Lounge podcast when I first went, got back from Reno and somebody actually left a very scathing review on iTunes um, about what Detroit is and how dare I rail against Reno and I thought buddy I rail against Detroit just as much I'm not I'm not saying Detroit's better than Reno they they can both be dumps equally right but <laughs> Reno is what I assume Vegas would be today but for people like Steve Wynn and Sheldon Adelson and to a lesser extent um Bill uh, who um who was the Harris CEO for the longest time Bill Oh uh damn it yes you, right? um Gary Loveman. Gary Loveman, not even close with Bill, who had a vision of what Vegas could look like and could become in their head. It is it is it is a sad, tired, not updated. And I'm talking about in the casino. There's mm. a lot of brass everywhere you look. Uh, there's a lot of plastic flowers 
everywhere you look, you know, it, we take for granted when we're in Vegas and we're walking through the casinos and everything is fresh and vibrant and new. Yes. That the the greens are real greens as opposed to plastic greens. And and, in case in point, we were in one of these casinos, whether it be the Eldorado circus, circus, silver legacy. And we were going down an escalator because we were trying to find a restroom and everywhere you looked, like even in between the up and down escalators, they had greenery, but it was all fake greenery. And you get down to the bottom of the escalator and they've got these giant uh, displays, but it's all fake greenery. I mean, it's all plastic. Right. And and I just thought, you know, Reno is Reno is what I assumed Vegas would look like today. But for people coming in and saying we can do better. Wow. And yeah. now I do have to one caveat I should say, because somebody did say to me, you know, I heard your your report on Reno. You missed going to the bigger places like there's a Peppermill casino apparently. I've heard great things about Peppermill. Yes. Apparently if I would have gone in that area, that is a newer area of okay. Reno and I would have felt more Vegasy to me. So I, listen, Mark, I, I know it's not an easy drive. It's probably an eight hour drive for you guys it from is. Vegas, but it might be worth taking a weekend and going up and seeing the oh, original Harris. Oh, it's definitely on the list. I just, I just haven't done it yet. Well, with this news, it, it probably needs to get pushed to the, the top of the list because it's, wow, it's I never thought famous. about that because of the history of it, Tony. What a yeah. great point. I can see. See, now I definitely am going to go do it because now I get the opportunity to see Bill's first. I mean, obviously, it's not going to look anything like it, but I'm one of those people that I stand and I try to absorb and, and I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about me going, I'm standing in history like this is the place like like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I reach. <laughs> No, no, you're not reaching. To the contrary, okay. it's and it's you can tell that it's the casino has been cobbled together by buying up a space around it because it doesn't flow. It is not one big entity of a of a casino, much like you know, say Paris or or Bally's are one big entities right. of of a casino floor. This is you've got a walkway where they where they bought the building next door and so they connected it to the building next door. Does it's, it feel it's like Mandalay Bay and Luxor and Excalibur? No, 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 no. I'm talking about how um, literally you go over a walkway and, and the walkway is only, to be clear, 10 feet long, okay. five feet long. So but the buildings were so close together that they that when they bought it, they just they just drilled a hole, a door frame, and they put a, a seven foot walkway to connect from one to the other. It's just you got to go check it out okay, to truly okay. be able to encapsulate it in the mind's eye. OK, next up, tell me about the Club 512 shutdown. So Club 512 is a Fremont East nightclub that you most likely didn't even know existed because I didn't. Uh, they've lost their business license amidst multiple reports that security roughed up patrons. Since May of 2019, the place had been called to Club 512 42 times, half of which came from the club directly. Club 512 is located just east of Evil Pie, behind the restaurant formerly known as Red, or more better known or previously known as insert coins. This was barely Vegas news, except that I'm like, there was a nightclub back there. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I read, I, I assume it was this particular club, but I had read an article on, on the RJ's website. Well, let me rephrase. I, I, I like the RJ's Facebook page. So their stuff shows up. The news articles will post. And you can read a certain number of uh, uh, articles for free before you you cap out and you have you're supposed to have a subscription. So uh, I've read before that a place on 
Fremont East was constantly having these fights and they lost their liquor license. Yep. That's the thought. Is that this? Yep. So it, from the way it sounded, and of course it's always interesting because one of the articles, the, the owner of the club quoted saying, well, you know, what was really happening was the only reason these, uh, patrons were being roughed up by security was because the patrons had started a fight and the security had to take serious measures to get the them out of the, the club to ensure safety to all the rest of the patrons. And I mm-hmm. thought, eh, I think that's probably a, a, a putting lipstick on a pig right. with that. <laughs> with that explanation <laughs> like do you want like you kind of want to want to give them one of those long stares without saying anything and go do you want to tr- you want to try again do you want to come up with another story because that one's terrible <laughs> it's awful all right let's get into prop bets for those of you unfamiliar prop bets is an extension of the news but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items first up the titanic attraction at luxor has incorporated 108 new artifacts including 20 never before seen artifacts into their attraction. <laughs> Although I, I do have to say, Mark, I think that I don't know if, if it's 20 pieces never seen. I think there are probably 2,200 people that saw those just as they were floating to the bottom. <laughs> I was going to make fun of like the new artifacts are probably like, ooh, look at this spoon that you'll see added to a collection of 30 other spoons that look just like it. <laughs> Moonshot.com is the place where you can find your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear, available in male and female cuts, multiple colors and sizes, reasonably priced, and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured shirt, Elvis Presley. And not just any Elvis shirt, the concert t-shirt available during his first run of shows at the International in August of 1969. The shirt features Elvis's name in what resembles the oversized can lights Elvis concerts would feature throughout the rest of his life because it was the 70s. But possibly the crown jewel of this shirt is the international logo located on the top dead center of the shirt. Or at least that's what we have a hard time not looking at every time we see this shirt. This and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T, or go to the blog 360Vegaspodcast.com and click on the banner for moonshot.com. Sports wagering on football never sleeps. As it's being reported, Vegas sports books are already doing their homework in preparation to post lines to the new or the rebirthed XFL football league well i guess that's part of the fl but whatever several states had to approve betting on the alternate league however nevada's existing statute already allows for it next up a 30 year old man was fatally struck by a car when he tried to run across las vegas boulevard against a do not walk sign so yeah let's hold for applause thank you preach it i can't get over the number of Uh, news reports or that's a stupid way to say it let me rephrase i can't get over how many times we've reported on exactly these stories how many times we see it how many times you see people crossing going god i hope you fucking get hit like like looking at the traffic patterns like they're not even like listen i'm one of those people that that tends to follow the rule all the time because it'll be that one time that i'm not fucking paying attention i get blasted by a car so i'm like never mind but those that do 
at least be smart enough to look at the traffic pattern, take a look at the lights, figure out what's going to happen. You know, those I get, but this good, good for you. <laughs> I like, mean, to be cl- to be fair, as a 42 year old man, I get very excited to be in the next casino that I want to be at. Agreed. So I get crossing against a don't walk sign, but holy shit, I've never been so drunk that my depth perception can't tell when a vehicle is too close to me to be able to make it across the street before then. Uh, yeah, see, I get the impression it's how many times have you seen somebody cross that crosswalk when it says don't cross and they're clearly not paying attention, they're just walking. Like, they're not, like, typically when I'm doing something like that, you're going to see my head on a swivel. Like, like, oh, fuck, is there a car coming? Like, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, is there a car coming? I want to make sure I get the hell out of the way if, if one's sneaking up on me. I'll bet you anything this guy, just with a, with a sense of purpose and entitlement, was just kind of like, oh, fuck it, I'm crossing the street. Like, good luck. Absolutely. <laughs> Chick-fil-A at Harmon, as it's being referred to. Oh, no, no. Chick-fil-A a strip at Harmon. <laughs> As it's being referred to, is now scheduled to open Thursday, January 30th at Plant Hollywood. The new footprint will not impact either of its neighbors, Pinup Pizza and the Plant Hollywood Sportsbook. I, I'm interested. It's amazing how Chick-fil-A is, is popping up all over this place. And I'm not complaining. It's just I love the fact that being from the Midwest, Chick-fil-A is, is in our area not quite as prevalent as say a McDonald's or a Burger King, but you guys out West have never had it. So now every time these open, it's amazing the level of news that it makes right. when one more of these come online. Yeah, we, we had them when we were down in Memphis and they were equally as popular with these fucking ridiculous lines around the block. And it's, I it, listen, teach their own. I don't really get it. It's not my thing. I, I think it's cool that the business has stopped being so judgmental with their beliefs and now are going why are we not in vegas this is a crazy idea like we got to get in there and then they get rewarded by going yeah dummy should have been in there. right exactly. here, <laughs> here you go here's all of our money right. here's all of it take it the pedestrian walkway over main street connecting circa to the garage mahal has been constructed and it is linking the two to one another it's it's so wild how fast this shit happens and now there is no view south strip of the the connection between Main Street and California because it's in the way. I'll be damned. Yep. Huh. Cafe Americana, Caesar's 24-hour cafe option, is opening a second location on the strip, this time at Paris. It's expected to take over the space currently home to Le Café Il Saint Louis in early 2020. The Mob Museum has a new app allowing multiple versions of interactive self-guided tours broken down by themes and floors. And if you don't already have it on your phone, go ahead, pause the podcast. We'll wait. (laughs) Go get it. It is awesome. One of the things that you can do is something called a find out who your doppelganger is. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so clever. And then so stinking. But what what was the best? What was the best? Is what Tony I, got. I I decided. Well, let's see who my doppelganger is. Sure as shit, the character Tom Hagen, the attorney consigliere to <laughs> Vito Corleone from the Godfather movies. I thought that is frightening. Holy hell! Well played. I I love that you didn't get Oscar Goodman. You went straight Godfather. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
it was just so cool. It just was. so that's all I want. That's all I want is to be a consigliere to, have a, you, to a mob boss. Have you dicked around with that app? Not anything much more than that. No, I haven't. Tony, it's so impressive. I'm renewing my uh, subscription. I let it. I let it run out. Our annual pass. I'm renewing it because it has like. Hey, do you want to take like a selfie tour? Do you want to take the rare things that you've probably never even seen tour? We'll point all those things. Like they have like a half dozen tours. I'm like, fuck yes, I want this. Like it breaks down what's on each floor. It'll give you extra. It's impressive. This, this is how self-guided tours should exist. I'm really impressed. And I promise you, buddy, I'm re, I'm re upping uh, the membership. And if my health uh, continues to stay on the up, I'm gonna I'm gonna try out some of these because I, I think I honestly think if this is as cool as what I've just messed around with in in reality when I put it into practice, if you ever actually move, I'm gonna lose you for a month, or at least I'll know exactly <laughs> where you're at for a month. Right. All right, we'll, we'll go start with the mob museum. Right. <laughs> we lost Tony. Where is it? We didn't lose Tony. He's at the mob museum. Oh, he's, he's exactly where he is. <laughs> Battleborn's newest pin is an ode to what many consider the invention of the locals' casino, Samstown, named after Boyd founder, Sam Boyd. In the mid-70s, as Boyd began to turn the corner with the California, Bill Boyd, Sam's son, got in the habit of checking their other casino, Henderson-based El Dorado, every day, as it was just a leisurely drive down Boulder Highway. The family already owned some land on Boulder Highway planned for future development, However, Bill began to notice that traffic was really increasing on Boulder Highway. Long story short, and that long story is coming in a future Boyd Vintage Vegas episode, Boyd was the first to open a strip downtown quality resort on Boulder Highway. At the time, people thought they were crazy. But from the moment Samstown opened, it was so successful that for a time, people thought that Boulder Highway was going to become the new strip. This Battleborn pin will cost you $10. However, listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to battleborn.shop or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn pins. Rapper Eminem is using a recreation of the event the city I love glorifies, but we do not speak of because doing so encourages such behavior. This is the fourth time Eminem has mentioned the shooting in his lyrics, along with numerous messages regarding gun control. Here's the thing that's interesting about this song and why it's going to cause some controversy, is he's writing the song from the perspective of the shooter. And he's doing what I've been trying to preach forever. Like, this is somebody who is clearly medically out of their mind, and they are desperately in need of attention and they're going to get attention one way or another and what has the community done um after the fact they years late i don't even know how many years it's been like two years still fucking vegas strong and all this shit like stop it you've made him a goddamn celebrity stop it so i don't mind this and i also get eminem eminem just likes to poke poke bear good for him those mourning the passing of Rush drummer Neil Peart can head down to the Fremont Street Experience to enjoy a tribute to the legendary drummer. You know, it's interesting. The number one story I've seen this week when it comes to that is like, oh, Rush never had a Vegas residency. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bronx Wanderer, led by who can only be Vital Vegas uncle based on appearance, are moving from Link over to Harrah's. 
now that they have a vacancy in the showroom post the Heartbreak Hotel closing. Matt Franco will be the show replacing them in the Link showroom. And finally, Vital Vegas is reporting that the D coffee stand near the hotel elevators is temporarily closed as the footprint is being expanded. Yeah, I got nothing else. Have you ever had their coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. Ah, no although, although, although corn came out with a corn coffee, and I'm like, I have to, I have to figure out how to drink coffee. If only, <laughs> if only to drink corn coffee. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First is Dirks Bentley. They'll be performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Friday and Saturday, February 14th and 15th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $40. You know, one of those jokes that you end up hearing and then you, you continue to laugh about for like three days later every time it just occurs to you. Dirks Bentley's one of them. I was quote-unquote camping with uh, with friends of mine once and his uh, one of my friend's little brother saw that Dirks Bentley was going to be performing there and he just randomly shouted Dirks Bentley we in the house <laughs> and the whole weekend I just kept <laughs> thinking how absurd that statement was <laughs> Dave Matthews band is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Friday February February 28th. Show starts at $605. Or tickets start at $605. I don't know when the show starts. Let's say 8 o'clock. But that is not a typo. Um, huh. (laughs) I imagine it's just because it's such a tiny room at the Chelsea. I don't think think it seats any more than like 1,700 people, Tobbs. Okay, but Dirks Bentley's going to be there for $40 a ticket. Yeah, but it's Dirks Bentley versus Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> well, and I wondered about that now that Dave has gone off to. Oh no, that's Hooting the Blowfish. Never mind. <laughs> okay, I don't think Hootie and the Blowfish can pull off six hundred and five dollars a ticket. Lover Boy is performing at the Orleans Saturday, February 29th. Show starts at eight p.m. and tickets start at fifty dollars. Thirty-eight Special is performing at the Orleans Saturday, March fourteenth. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $40. You know what's fun is when I look at the coming attractions, a lot of times when groups like, say, Loverboy or 38 Special get mentioned, I think to myself, all right, I'm familiar with this band's name. What is it that they sang? And it's always so fun to go through iTunes and just get, you know, that. And the best part about iTunes is they do, by and large, they always play the snippet of song that you're most familiar with yes. from the song. I'm so impressed when they did that with the preview, when they fixed it so it gets it towards the, the chorus. So you're like, oh, I know this song. Exactly. And all of a sudden I'm pulling up 38 special. I'm like, okay, yeah, I know this song. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know this song. Oh, yeah, I know this song. And then there was a couple of them where I thought, wait, isn't this the same song? <laughs> And I go back and I listen, like, no, just different words. But it's, um, at any rate, <laughs> speaking of Scorpions with special guest Queens Reich, I'm assuming that's how they pronounce it. Queens Reich. I, I couldn't put the two little, uh, what do you call them? Oh, the, the, yeah, um, 
ellipses or umlauts. Umlauts. That's what it is. Like I, I couldn't put them on there. Yeah. They announced a short-term residency at the Zappos Theater in Planet Hollywood. Dates are going to be July 4th through the 25th, and tickets go on sale next Sunday, which that's a relative term. We're going to say that's roughly uh, July 27th, yeah, 24th, something like that. You know, it's interesting, fun man behind the curtain. How I decide who we mention in coming attractions is I have to know at least one of their songs. Well, that seems fair. Yep. Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. All right, so this week we're going to do a 360 FHE, which is... uh, first-hand experience. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, you guys went out and explored, and do you want me to tell, or do you want folks to, or do you want to tell what you did? Yeah, you just, you just read the script. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a 4DX 3D Star Wars movie. <laughs> Tell us about your first-hand experience. Yes, yes, I, I crafted something clever, and don't, don't, don't rush it. Don't. <laughs> so, I don't really know how to read this. Anyway, first, yes, we experience in Las Vegas. They have this. Well, hang on, hang on, Mark. This is why this is why you throw me off. You started it in first person. You say 360 FHE is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing... Our opportunity as the show, yes. Oh, please. Uh, I, what am I, just a mouse in your pocket? Yes. I didn't. Okay, so I, I digress. Please tell me about the Star Wars experience. Okay, so there is a new movie experience that they're trying to desperately combat against all of us having giant you know, screen TVs and all we got to do is be patient to see the biggest movies coming out. And... It is very similar to any of those rides that you've been on, the simulator rides where they jerk you around. Oh, it's in 3D. So it's the same thing. 3D glasses, the chair moves, you get air and water spit at you or whatever, depending on what's going on in the movie. And Alistair and I decided to check out the latest Star Wars movie in this experience. And I got to tell you, it's... If you've ever enjoyed one of those simulations, like typically at the end, you're like... Oh, that was fun. Like, I mean, I don't need to do that again, but it was fun. And um, this was similar to that, except it, like 20 minutes in, you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. We don't need to keep doing this. Oh, are we going to keep doing it? Okay, here we go. And it doesn't move the whole time. It stops. And some of the subtle movements are more fun, like when you're floating in space and you can kind of feel the chair start to slowly kind of give you that floating sensation, I guess, as best as it can. But uh, overall, it was a fun thing to do once. I don't, I don't need to do it again. Uh, I imagine kids would love the shit out of this. I what, The one thing I would complain about is I thought these would be at least independent chairs or with more space, and instead they're grouped into fours, and you are really close to each other. Like, like if you thought... Actually, uh, they're just like regular movie seats. You know how when you, you put your arm down on one rest, and then if, if somebody... Well, if, if people are on your sides, you kind of get half of that armrest, and you're just like you're you're kind of... It's almost claustrophobic, really. It was kind of like that. Luckily, I had Alistair, you know, next to me, so you didn't mind bumping into one another. But that's that's the one complaint that that I would I would raise. I didn't think it was incredibly jerky. I thought the movements were smooth, but uh, I, I'd recommend the experience at least once. 
But um, I got popcorn at some point. That's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend nachos. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's all. It reminds me of. OK, this is this is quite a callback. There is a scene in the movie Airplane with yes. Leslie Nielsen. Yep where the guy goes in or maybe it was airplane too. It's irrelevant which one it is. Agreed. Guy goes into the airplane bathroom because he wants to shave at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> That's right. And everything happens and he comes out at the end of the movie and he's just cut to shit. And he's just got <laughs> toilet paper all over his face to try to stop the bleeding. I assume that's got to have been what you look like walking out with cheese splatter on you. <laughs> Well, I didn't get nachos, for the record, because oh. I was so, smart enough to go, no, 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 no. But yes, I can imagine others coming out as, as if they had been in the uh, in the tumble dry cycle. <laughs> oh, my God. How long did overall was two the and a half hours? Oh, oh, OK. So yeah. is this an actual like one of these Star Wars movies that's being released in the in the theater? They well, just- yeah, it's it's the real movie that's out now. The Rise of Skywalker, the, the last Star Wars movie that came out. We just decided to see it in this 40X because it was available. I get it. I see. Huh. That's so they, interesting. Yeah, that's... I mean, they got tons of movies in there. Like, it isn't just Star Wars. They have, like, four or five different movies throughout the day that they, they run through this thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I, I look forward to when they do uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <That movie. laughs> you do actually get... The chair has little things in the back of it that when people get shot, you get, like, kind of this little bump in your back. So you're like, oh, damn, somebody's getting shoot, shot up real good. <laughs> shoot up real good. <laughs> you shoot him up good. All right. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode number 323. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get a 360vegas shirt, mug, or anything else that we can slap a logo on you can find that at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so. That's 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegastony. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.